Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. Hot damn, last week went by fast. That means... It's time for another episode, another wretched, godforsaken episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. We got some, we got some more of the same old shit, and we got some new shit. And then we're going to get down on Die Buster, just like we promised. Yeah, man. And now it's time for the news. Yeah, that's how it works. All right, news time. So first up, I uh, got here. Some Gundam news. Um, we're going to be talking about Gundam a little bit later, too, but some Gundam news. What am I not talking about? Um, they had a working title for the second uh, Gundam Hathaway movie. Goddamn excited. That first one was fucking lit. It was really hot. good. So, Son of Bright, which also has a... There's a... Yeah. Japan loves their puns. So, <laughs> right. Son, Son, you know how it goes. I mean, first one made a ton of money, sold a ton of Blu-rays just at the damn theater, because you can buy the Blu-ray at the theater, which is crazy. I want the Blu-ray now. Um, pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And there's going to be some changes from the novel, which I'm looking forward to that, because, you know, Tomino Office Meds is not really nah. going to be good. I'm fucking stoked on, like, the the path they've been taking lately. You know, ever since um, fucking Banerjee, what the hell was that one? Uh, 0096. Unicorn. Yes, Unicorn. Sorry, my brain's rotten today. Had a hard week. Yeah, they're starting to fill in the the between era. I mean, we talked about F91, mm. um, but they're filling in that Char's counterattack to F91 gap of like, you know, 27, 28, 29, whatever years, 30 years. So many good stories you can jam in there. Yeah, and I mean, there's been some manga and stuff over the years that did it. You know, you had Silhouette formula like f90 or whatever and oh yeah they're still crossbone so now we get the crossbone god damn i want to see crossbone animated anyway moving on like i said we'll get back to gundam i uh, got a new streaming service starting up in japan and it's going to get an international rollout uh and a mecca and not mecca as in mecca but just a ka i don't know Regardless, it's not Animeca like Mecca. Um, you, like you so you got Toei, you got My Theater DD. Don't know what the hell that is. TV Tokyo and Shuisha come together to have another anime streaming service. I don't know that we need more, but I guess some competition for Funimation is good. And if it's coming right from Japan, yeah, why not? Probably get a lot less censorship. So, if any at all, not a bad thing. Um, it's going to be four bucks a month over there ish. So we'll see. I'm guessing four ninety nine in the West. If it comes, <laughs> this out is going to have hot J dramas. I have no idea what the hell it's going to have because there's no list here of what the hell it's going to have. So we will find out. I don't want it to. I'm just curious. We will find out. No, no. You will, you'll get J-Dramas. <laughs> oh, you'll get J-Dramas. And lots of reruns of uh, Iron Chef. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, oh, not Takeshi's Castle. Whatever the hell the show that MXC was based on was. Oh, yeah. It was like Takeshi's Castle. Or... Honestly, I, play for a, I pay for a stream of services, just Japanese game shows, like completely untranslated. Man, that's a good idea. Just for shits and giggles. It was, like, really entertaining. You don't need to know. I mean, you know what's going on. You don't need to, like, hear words. You don't want to know what's going on, even if you could. A paddle, and that's what's going on. Uh, speaking of streaming, so Funimation is adding a whole crap load of Lupin. Um, that's never a bad thing. Part one, part two, part three, part five. Um, 
woman called Fujiko Mine, which is really good. So um, that one was such an awesome troll. Yeah, because oh, it's God. so serious. I'm not gonna spoil it, but we, like, we gotta we gotta review it one of these days. the The most spoiler thing I'll say is it's it's very serious, and then the tone reverts right back to Lupin by the end, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you think it's gonna be a completely like different tone for a Lupin depressing thing. series, and it is for a lot of it for like ninety percent of it, and then you get to the end, it's just like, nope, nope, just a Lupin show. All right, I like this. It was good, and then the two spinoffs they did from it were really good so yeah definitely um that was some of the best lupin i've seen in god 20 years like, yeah and then they did part four and part five after that and they were both i don't know just check out lupin i think part four is on um crunchy but you know if you can watch these i recommend them you know i'm not saying watch all the part two there's like 100 something episodes nah. <laughs> but like the later ones like the new ones it's what lupin deserved because it's such an iconic character a, a lot of it's like, good even part two has good stuff like oh yeah check it out I'm telling you, if you haven't watched any Lupin before, watch some of the new stuff. Watch some of the old stuff. Just, I don't know, watch random episodes. Just check it out. It's just wacky fun. It's a good time. Uh, continuing, more Lupin news. Uh, Daisuke Jigen's voice actor, Kiyoshi Kobayashi, is finally retiring after doing the voice for 52 years. I was just going to say he's like 7,000 years That's why old. he's such a relentless old man. <laughs> right. So uh, apparently he's going to do... You know, like an episode ear zero of the new series of Part oh, Six, that's awesome, yeah. and then hand it off um, to the uh, the new voice actor, who's Akio Otsuka. Um, you know. I wonder if they're going to try to make him sound the same, or just like fuck it, new voice. Yeah, I don't know, because sometimes they do. He, you know, they do that, and sometimes they don't. He is the only remaining original cast member. God, that's um, legendary. Such a long career. Let's see. Uh, here's some other stuff he's done, just out of curiosity. Uh, Crystal Boy from Cobra. Crystal Boy. Yeah, and uh, Aguil Delaz, Stardust Memory. Nice. So, hey, that's that's pretty good. Watari from Death Note. I don't remember nothing about Death Note and who that is, but I'm sure a lot of you out there would know who the hell that is. That's so long ago. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, man's earned his retirement, so. Damn right. Let him be. All right, so moving on to some more streaming news but of the i'm not gonna call it depressing but the more rage inducing kind <laughs> um so uh suspiciously timed uh netflix dropped the uh the script well they didn't drop the whole script but they showed you a picture of what is allegedly the script and the the working title for their i don't know how the fuck this is ever going to work adaptation of one piece literally no one can um, it's unadaptable like it's uh, a thousand episodes now, and how many volumes? Of it's not even that. It's just there's no way a Netflix no, 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 budget has like you gotta let me finish any of the CG. It's like a thousand. That's my point. It's a thousand episodes, and it, every damn near every episode is gonna have some ridiculous bullshit because the main character stretches all over the damn place. Mm -hmm. Never Among, mind the like, monsters and everything else. Yeah, like every other character that does equally like ridiculous things. Yeah, how the frick am I gonna have Jubei? That guy's giant. Like he's a giant mm -hmm. shark man. I don't know. How am I going to have a walking skeleton? With like, like millions and millions of dollars worth of CGI. And since Netflix is going to like be bankrupt in two years, it's probably... I mean, it won't matter yeah. because as everybody said, you know, all the freaking redheads in the show will be replaced. Red-haired Shanks will be a freaking black lesbian <laughs> by the time they're done with it. And Nami, just just weep, weep for Nami. It's never going to happen. Um, nah. Yeah. So I, I don't... This will be an interesting disaster to watch. I'd actually probably watch this one just to see how horrifically terrible it is. 
Like the Cowboy Bebop one, I have no interest in because that's something that could have been adapted that they're just going to screw up. So it's just going to be depressing. Yeah. Whatever. This is something that they had no hope of ever adapting. So if they screwed up Royal, it'll just be kind of funny. And it's going to be comical like the live action Dragon Ball Z was, where it was just so fucking yeah, like, What the hell like, is this? What are you even doing? Like, like why'd you even bother? Spike, like, aren't you from Buffy? <laughs> right. What the hell is this? Ah, James Marsters. Classic. Um, anyway. I'm not going to waste too much breath on the adaptation of One Piece. There's plenty of people out there you'll find that'll bitch about it for days. I don't care. So I got one thing to say, and it's the same thing I say every time. Same old shit. Yep. That's all you're going to get for the next few years. Like I said, this one had no hope of ever being adapted well, so I don't don't care. Um, Speaking of something else that is a very strange and probably highly amusing adaptation, um, there's apparently a Fist of the North Star musical. They fucking do musicals of everything. I, I know. That but, was like a trend in the last like five but years. But I mean, Fist of the North Star, like, they're getting dank. They did like a Mob Psycho one. They did like yeah, everything that's, that came that's out newer. was big. Like, yeah, but that's yeah. newer. Like, to do it for Fist of the North Star, I mean, maybe it gives you some hope that, uh, was it Studio David? Those, those fuckers that do, uh, JoJo's, which they're doing an excellent job adapting JoJo's. Whatever you feel about JoJo's. I just love that art. Their animation their art style. They're doing an excellent that. job with it. Like, could you get through JoJo's to satisfy all the JoJo's fans and then get to Fist of the North Star, please? Because they would do an excellent job of Fist of the North to Star. satisfy old people. Just a fantastic really job. See, like... Man, if you, don't like, if you like JoJo's and don't like Fist of the North Star, man, shame. aim right. You'll get disowned, man. Anyway, I will 100% pay money to go see a musical version of Fist of the North Star. Yes. Yes. Would it that would be, be funny. It's oh, got to yeah. be fun. Highly amusing. I don't see why not. Uh, anyway, moving on from wacky news to something that's a little strange and potentially depressing. Um, <laughs> Deeply disturbing. So, no, I mean, so apparently uh, Gact, you know, you know, the boy Gact, yeah. did, uh, did some good Super Robot songs, you know. Yep. Was in, uh, which uh, which common Rider was that? Was it? Uh, ah, fuck. Was it Gaim? Might have been. There was a before Gaim. I don't remember. He was in Common Rider. It might, you know what? I think it was in one of the movies. I think it was one of the crossover movies it was in. Probably, yeah. They always do wacky shit in the crossover movies. That's why I watch those. Any chance to see more else. Decade, I'm not going to complain about. I know Decade's not everybody's favorite show, but man, I love that guy. It was fun, man. Um, plus, that costume design is awesome. Nothing is more hotly debated than like fucking Common Rider shows. Yeah. I've like put my foot in my mouth a hundred times like, hey, y'all like Decade. Hey, y'all like guy? It's like, no, that's my least favorite yeah, show. Yeah, like, it's tough. It's tough. Like, wow, I'm sorry I even mentioned I revisit Comrade at some point. I mean, I've watched... I watched Kuga. I oh, watched no. Was, Agito, like, it was Deno that everybody shit on me for. Ah, Deno was I good. fucking like Deno. I, I don't know. Like, sorry. Good. Sorry, everybody. I like Deno. It's got Momotaro, so everybody go to hell. Yeah, man. Um, Ore Sanju. Plus, it's got <laughs> your boy from fucking uh, the Kenshin ad- adaptations. Yeah. And, and got, that and that girl who was also I was just gonna mention that in Agito, but she was a really young girl then. But now she's not, and oh boy, <laughs> oh she boy, f- she filled out mighty nice. Yeah, she's a Gravure model, so what do you expect? Anyway, gacked. Um, I wish she was selling snacks on my train. Heyo. Hey, yeah. So apparently he's got some sort of brain disorder. Um, going on. He doesn't know what the hell it is. Doesn't know what the hell's up. I mean, Japanese hospitals are a little notorious. I was going to say that. Japanese hospitals have so that he's problem going, all the time. It's he's like, going somewhere overseas to get it looked at, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they figure out what's going on, though. Man's not that old, and, you know, like I said, he's done some cool shit, so. Exactly. You know, wish him only the best, for sure. 
hopefully it's nothing too bad and uh, get it figured out quick. Uh, all right, more depressing news, but you know, no, no humans are at risk here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you better not be looking for a PlayStation Five anytime soon, because uh, boy, there are uh, lots of chip shortages, and they're going to continue. Um, That's going to be fucking us for years. And you know, it looks like it's going to be until at least next September, which. You know, that's that's a while. And, you know, they're saying, oh, demand might not be met until 2023. Oh, yeah, because they keep shutting down the ports intermittently. Like, they're shutting down. You yeah. know, they're locking down yeah. random sections of China here and there. It's so. going to be a disaster. It is going to um, be a disaster. So, anyway, there's your there's your bad news. I don't see any corresponding news for the Xbox. I'm sure it's similar. Um, I would imagine it has to be. But, you know, I know a lot of people are thinking of, switching because especially if you play a lot of japanese stuff because a lot of the a lot of the um a lot of stuff is still only on playstation but there's a lot of the because of the censorship going on there's a lot of companies switching over to you know xbox and switch only releases so true yeah it'll be interesting to see um i, I i've had no complaints with my x brick or my switch so don't make all your fucking chips in one country idiots yeah yeah we're learning global supply chain issues uh anyway uh off the depressing news and on to kind of interesting common rider news actually um but not live action so apparently they're going to do an animated sequel which apparently was already a manga that i didn't even know about to common rider double really of all things double was pretty big back in the day but i don't i liked it i mean the art here looks pretty good the the bike looks terribly cg but that's unfortunately to be expected nowadays um but i'm very curious i never watched all the double i watched bits of it and mostly know. in movies. Honestly, I don't know if I ever finished it. I'm I really like, like the design. I really like the idea. I'm really bad about finishing, like, Kamen Rider. They're and long, series. and there's a lot of yeah, it's useless like episodes. Yeah, episodes. There's, like, a lot of filler. and I gotta catch up on the movies. Those are always fun, even if they're dumb. Ah, oh, the crossover movies are the best. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see. i definitely check this out, like, you know, uh, uh, an anime. It's that, it's adapting the manga, apparently, but, you know, it's a sequel to Double. I'd check it out. I mean... I'm down. We'll see how it translates. You know, like, Gotcha Man crowds was a little strange. It was an interesting idea, but it was just weird. I don't know. I never so we'll see if it goes that way or if it's it. just straight up. or what. We'll see. We shall see, but keeping an eye on that one. Word. Um, and super not depressing news, uh, your boy Demon Slayer's coming back. Oh, thank God. Thank God. A um, couple things. Apparently, it's going to premiere in the fall and run for continuous half year. Oh, so nice. you'll get like 24 to 26 episodes in a I row. I like it. Which two, is nice. Two solid seasons. And the time slot it's going to run in is later so that theoretically it will run un, unmolested, unchanged. Oh, yeah. Now, we'll see over here. Like, I don't know. You know, I think Funny's going to stream it. I don't know who else. If Funny streams it, let's hope they don't do anything stupid. But I, Demon Slayer is pretty tame. I was going to say, it's not like so I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be anything in that they that they would censor. They fucking censor weird shit now, though, because, you know puritanical weirdos yeah i don't let's not get into that let's let's just all agree that uh monopolies are bad but having eight million streaming services is also bad so you gotta find that happy medium somewhere in there yeah it'll work itself out eventually i imagine yeah it's just it'll be it'll be fun for a while all right uh more well this is bittersweet news so another volume of berserk theoretically the the last one with uh <sighs> it's making me sad. Um, with Miura artwork, uh, is going to ship uh, on Christmas, actually. Nice. 
So I don't know if that will also be a U.S. release at the same time. Probably not. Yeah, um, we'll have to wait forever. Like everything Berserk related. But, you know, I have heard that the, you know, it's kind of understudies and other people that worked on it are going to, you know, end up finishing it based on notes and whatever else. So, yeah, like as long as it ends, I'm happy. As much as Since as I've much as I'm sad. Like 600 years. I don't know the mirror. Like he's like George R. R. Martin. I don't know if he was ever going to get to it. Probably not. So it would. He you might know. not have even really known 100% how he's going to finish no, it. No, so, so maybe they'll finish it. It might be better to just leave somebody you know, else. I've to heard do it. good things about how Brandon Sanderson ended, like, uh, Wheel of Time, right? Oh, even yeah, though yeah, I'm not yeah. the biggest Wheel of Time fan, but, you know, after Robert Jordan passed, I heard that. So it could be that situation, or it could be terrible. I mean, who knows? We'll find out. I think everybody's hoping it'll be good. You know, get, get a good ending for that. I think so. Um,. So speaking of manga, so in the most Japanese thing, uh, and there was a couple manga that went on hiatus, so Mangaka having poor health because they draw too much, shocking, and like work themselves halfway to death. So unlike lazy American comic book artists that tend to just tweet all day and not do their freaking jobs, um, yeah, Japanese mangaka, as always, are putting himself in the damn hospital <laughs> doing too much work. So Black can we Clover find, can is we the find one here. A happy medium. Is the one here going on hiatus for a week. And they're like, oh, it's only a week, you know? They're just relentless. It's a relentless schedule. He's, Unless- a, he's a machine, though, like the dude does Black Clover. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jesus Christ, the... um, what? I think the anime only took a... Your last season, it took a... And, I mean, it went, like, hundreds of episodes, or a hundred and some episodes. But nobody is Oda. Nobody's over that guy is I think he's actually a robot. I think he's actually a manga robot. Someone programmed a robot to make a wacky pirate fucking manga and just let it loose. It's funny because people were popping off that like Oda signed off on that script. And I'm like, Oda's like a weird autist. Like he wouldn't have even known if they'd slipped in any weird like politics shit in there. Well, plus, <laughs> it's, ju- I mean? it's just like, the script. Like that's not going to wiggle once it gets adapted. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, because they'll probably just, just try to do the first little arc, which is one way to do it. You know, I still say you just do a wacky side story, but you know, you do your one little arc. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I get that, but it's it's just pointless. It's a pointless thing. It shouldn't even exist. We'll get, we'll get away exist. from that. Um. More manga news. So, uh, shocking. New York Times bestseller list. Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, like Chainsaw Man. Wow. Shocking. Oh. So shocking. My Hero Academia. Um, I think Chainsaw Man's coming out. The anime's next season, right? Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm double stoked. So, there's, it's all over the place. Like, it's, it's all manga. It's all manga all the goddamn time. Um, and let's see, here's the book scan, the U.S. Monthly Book Scan August list. So, hmm, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, My Hero Academia, Junji Ito's Censor. So, man, that's I got to get that. I have a bunch of his stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Araki, so JoJo. Yep. Um, Toilet Bound Hanako, Haikyuu, hmm, Promised Neverland, My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, Junji Ito's Tomoe, or Tomi. Um, I have that. Uh, Uzumaki. Also, yep. Junji Ito. Uh, Miura's Berserk. Mm-hmm. Komi Can't Communicate. My Hero Academia. Love is Hard for Otaku. And then Berserk Deluxe. Huh. So the top 20 book scan is... For adult graphic novels is... Oh, my God. Yeah. People want what they want, and they're going to get it wherever it is. It says it features 19... Duh, and. 
There must be one. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't list here what the one thing out of those twenty. So there's nineteen of them were manga. It doesn't list what the one, two, three, which number is missing here. It's a hundred percent. I'm not Starfire. Number fifteen. Whatever number fifteen was. Um. Is the uh, is the non manga thing of the month, um, and that'll lead into the conversation we're gonna have. You know, we're gonna have later about the general laziness. No, run book one, hardcover. I don't even know what that is. Nope. That is the one other thing. Anyway, gee, when when the American comic book industry can't even break through with a graphic novel, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Weak sauce. I don't care how many billion dollar franchises you have, it ain't it ain't get you anywhere. And it's, those are starting to fade too. It's kind of amazing that they're that bad that you can't get like fucking Batman over, <laughs> right? <sighs> yeah, Batman, Iron Man. Like, don't get me started on the inability to even get that shit over. I would bet you one hundred dollars, one hundred American dollar, that I could write a Batman story. That was just like stock, boring, old school Batman, just like barely functional, and I could crack that easily. Um, just from like an old school, but I've read so much fucking Batman. You yeah, just recycle a bunch of shit, throw it together. Boom. Yeah, but I didn't see James Tinian in there, and his stuff's alright. I mean, it's a problem. It's only alright. Anyway, I know bounce. what I know what you're saying. No, that Tinian Batman was that. actually really good. Yeah, no lie. I've read some of it. It's it's a lot better than a lot of other things out there. Regardless, yeah, that might be like a. It's an abject failure, is what it is. That might be one of those things where he seemed good because everything else sucks so yeah. hard. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that more later. Because now. Gonna move on. Moving on. We're gonna move on. Leaving the news behind. Start the long road of deep diving all the way down into the crevices of Gundam. Oh yeah, man. All the way down. Man, if you watch any kind of anime, you need to watch all the Gundam. I'm sorry, okay. you just do. I mean, I'm not I won't go as far as you to say you need to watch all of it, but there's definitely you gotta sample some. You gotta find something you like and you gotta sample it. Um, because there's something like all over the place. So too it, many people rely on like alternate universe stuff. You gotta get down that UC business. I don't disagree that that's that's the OG, and you really should get there. Because I mean, yeah, but it's hard for some people because accessing accessing the some people don't like old animation. Tough titty. I don't disagree. So you anyway, get used to it. There's this this we'll talk about this in many many episodes because it's just so much. So just to frame it like. Gundam in general is just enormous, right? It's it's a multifaceted franchise. We're not going to talk about model kits. We're not going to talk about video games. We're not going to talk about anything else. We're not going to talk about books or manga or anything else. We're just going to talk about animated stuff, right? And, and not not like, you know, weird shit that came out only with a, you know, this is from Gundam the Ride. No. We might accidentally talk about some we, of that we stuff. We might. But, but mo- it won't be on purpose. It's not intentional. It's all just the the standard, you know, stuff that was released that the... OVAs, ONAs, um, movies, series, all that good stuff, right? So what we're going to start with is the UC, the Universal Century, because God damn it, it's the it's the prime universe of all Gundam. It's from which all of other Gundam flows, right? And I know you know we're talking we're in we're in America here, and you know Gundam Wing is a lot of people's first introduction to Gundam. It was my first introduction to Gundam, not the series, but the the Endless Waltz, right? So I get it, I get it, but 
we'll get there eventually, but we're going to talk about UC Gundam, original, old school, OG Gundam. Start in the beginning. The shit that Netflix is going to try to ruin and probably successfully <laughs> ruin soon. Um, Same old shit. So anyway, UC Gundam. So what I want to really talk about today primarily is um, the original series from 1979. It's like 79. 79, like 39 episodes. The movie trilogy of that, which is slightly different, um, but an easier way to access it and has some better animation. I always like tell, suggest that people watch the movies. Yep. And then, which for most of Gundam, I would not suggest that, but for the original series. The, the original movies are cleaned up real nice, too. And I think we should also talk about uh, Origin. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of shit in Origin, boy. Now, now, there's a lot of other series that fill out around that time frame that fill out that war. You know, you got Gundam Thunderbolt, you got Oh Wait the Mess Team, you got War in the Pocket, you got um, Igloo. 0083. Yeah, if you want to jump ahead a little bit, that's more of, to me, that's more of a well, that's bridging between, the gap to yeah, uh, Zeta. To Titans, yeah. Um, but the original series and the stuff right around it, um, let, let's let's limit our conversation today to the original series, the movie, trilogy, and um, origin. So I'll say this. The original series is old. The animation is old. It's actually not terrible, um, especially with the cleaned up Blu-rays. Yes. They're good. They look really good. So this you, is not as fluid. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's old. It's an old robot show. I mean, it's gonna be a little janky. It just is. There's a lot of shit that's off model. It's a little speed racer. Um, but the story is excellent. Um, especially again, if you watch, there's some things I like better about the series and some things I like better about the movies. But you can access this a lot easier with the movie trilogy. And if you know you don't want to sit down and watch 39 episodes, three you know two and a half hour movies is a little easier. I've watched them both several times, and so there's as you're not missing a lot. By watching no, movies. but do understand that some events and some things actually happen in a different order. Yeah, and, and people are not in places that they were, and there's some yeah, people it, live that don't live. There's like there are some genuine like you cannot harmonize the two. You can't say that the movies just sum up the series no, because no, there's no, no. Canon they definitely issues. change a few things. Yeah. So anyway. Original series, it's all, Yoshiyuki Tamino did the original series in the movies, um, legendary, maniac, um, off his meds most of the time, but original Gundam, he wasn't too far off his meds. I, I will tell you right now, it's it's a very, despite it being kind of, you can see the super of influences, but it's a more serious show. It's definitely got a strong anti-war message, you know, not, it's clear which side is the quote-unquote bad guys, but they don't paint the the good side as universally good either no nah. like there's shit bags on either side it's very true to real life yes but you could tell like one side is gassing colonies and dropping them on the planet and one side is not that evil right so even if they're incompetent and kind of assholes they're not that bad oh, um, tomino has great villains great villains i talk shit about tomino a lot but that's one thing he's astounding at like fucking um zambot like goddamn yeah now that's a villain Killer the Butcher is Killer, a villain. Yeah. So going back to Tomino's work before Gundam, a couple, couple shows before. Not to get too far off topic, but Zambot is kind of my lead into Gundam. You could see where he was kind of you, like... If you really want to see the evolution... Yeah, like that's the my like, you know, 
missing link between like you know Daitarn and you know like yeah. ridiculous super robot stuff. Well, if you want to see real if you want to see the, the hidden origin of Double Zeta, it's kind of Daitarn three. But oh hell yeah. Anyway, at least the tone. So we could do a deep dive in just Tamino's career at some point. We talk about all that shit. Um, back to original Gundam. You're right. Villains are excellent. Like your villain of the first half of the series, Shar, and then he's not so much a villain later, but. Let me tell you, by the time you're done watching... Shar's like, always a villain. <laughs> by the time you're done watching Origin, Shar is probably one of the biggest pieces of shit in the entire UC. Yeah. He is an awful, awful... And especially if you watched Zeta f- as well, and like you'll want to like him in Zeta, he's a protagonist Yeah, that's why it was like brutal it, when it, you watch it, Origin. It's it like, won't jump it too crap. much, but watching Origin makes Shar's counterattack make more sense, but... Yes, it does. It does. It makes it make more sense. It's crazy how this stuff is written all like, you know, fucking willy dilly, but it span. It actually like, ties yeah. it together better instead of complicated. Really does. I think. It really does. So anyway, as I said, you know, it's I'll just basic plot summary. You got the Earth Federation, which is just all the assholes on Earth, and some of the colonies. So mankind had like forty billion people, had to push out into space That's colonies. That's too many. They're these big fucking cylinders that slowly rotate, and you live on the you know inside wall of the cylinders. So that's how you get your gravity. Yeah, nice gravity. So you'll see, you'll see in Gundam a lot of weird. They're, they're kind of nerds for physics, and they don't always get it right, and they don't have to. But eh, it was in the seventies too. A lot of the stuff they haven't even figured out. No, but I'm saying even yet, when you like, go to the later series, yeah. right? You get this kind of cool stuff where there's certain things that'll happen in a colony. Understanding what the colonies are makes more sense because. You know, people will just like float through the middle of a colony, and you're like, "What the hell?" It doesn't make sense, but it's the way the gravity works because it's not really. There's only gravity. Like, it, on it's the not walls. artificial gravity like you'd have in like Star Wars, right? So it's it, again, it's in the future, but it's more of a, it's a more grounded show. It's more, quote unquote, near future. It really isn't, but it, it's not as fantastical as, um, yeah, again, Star Wars or something. It's like pretty that. grounded, I think. Oh, yeah. you know, in like basic science and where we could end up. You know, like the. The fucking colonies make perfect sense. Yeah, so you got the... Co- Mankind gets pushed out in the colonies. Of course, eventually, the colonies get butthurt. They want independence. They feel they're being neglected. They probably are, because the you know, the way the Earth Federation works, they're kind of assholes. And you know, you can see some of this stuff in Origin. I'm not suggesting watching Origin first. I honestly suggest watching Origin later. The only way I'd tell you to watch Origin first is if you just absolutely cannot stomach old animation. I will tell you, get the fuck over it. But... It, if you can't, if you absolutely cannot or can't get somebody else into it, you could you could watch Origin, right? But you're not really gonna and truly enjoy Origin. You're not gonna get much out of Origin because it doesn't really. It's get got some good stuff. It's a good story on its own. You're discounting it too much. Kind of, but it's like if you don't know all the other stuff. Yeah, that's no, going yeah, you're not gonna get. It, any it has near, like zero impact. You're not gonna get any near as much. If, yeah, you will get nowhere near as much out of it. But I think you will get. You would still get something out of it. You know what I mean? It's still a good show on its own. Oh yeah, it's entertaining. It's just like from a like getting into Gundam point of view, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not what I would suggest for sure. Because you are sure as fuck not going to give Shar any slack and like <laughs> in in Zeta. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the inevitable war breaks out between the the Earth Federation and the colonies and the Principality of Zeon, which declares itself the Principality of Man, Zeon. Man, this sounds a lot like the Expanse. Dun, 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 yeah, the Expanse stole a lot from Gundam. Like and all of it. <laughs> You know, that's fine. That's that. This is how sci-fi works. Oh, no, so, they did a great job. No complaints. Not knocking it at all. I can't so, wait. Yeah, if you're into the I expan- cannot wait for that last fucking book If to you're into out. The Expanse, there's a lot of Gundam stuff in The Expanse. As a matter of fact, there's straight up like names from Gundam that they use in The Expanse. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's an homage, and they do a great job. Um. So anyway, 
War breaks out. Um, all sorts of bad shit happens. In the first one week of the war, because um, this is about the one-year war, but in the first one week, the one-week war, half of the population of the Earth and the colonies dies. They do not fucking play. They fucking... There's there's nuclear weapons all over the place. There's colony drops. It's just... It's awful, right? You know, you drop shit on the planet. Bad things happen. It's terrible. So they sign the Antarctic Treaty, which says, okay, we're not going to do any that crazy bullshit. We're going to act more... A little more sane. And then the, the one-year war, you know, breaks out in earnest, right? So after half the world's population's dead, then the real war begins. Um, I love how fast it gets out of hand. And it's interesting because the series starts, I think it's in like September. So it starts like fairly far into the war. Like there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening. Oh, yeah, already. definitely. Um, and, you know, it's that typical super robot setup where, you know, autistic kid <laughs> living on a colony. Yep. Your boy Amaro Ray, like. You know, his father works in development of giant robots. and I've know, heard this all before. They have this thing called mobile suits, right, which is all, you know, they're 18-meter-tall mecha. They're, they're, you know, they're humanoid Original, weapons. Originally developed for construction. Yes, originally developed for construction. On the then, colonies, and then, you know, the Xeon. The Xeon adapted them for war. And, and then the Federation had to catch the fuck up. And there's fast. a whole weird thing in Origin where, like, it's not really a mobile suit unless it has X or Y. And it's there's some weird retconning that goes on. There's some weirdness with Origin because honestly, it's meant for it's an adaptation of Gundam the Origin, the mangas piece of that. Yeah. Um, so they adapt it and work it into the animated continuity, which is not quite the same. Mm. Um so there is a little jankiness there, but it's it's all right. It's still entertaining. Yeah. Um anyway, you know, obviously Amro ends up in the Gundam happenstance in like the first episode and you know does work ends up in the military ends up on the freaking white base which is the ship ends up with bright noah eternal captain captain in every show and hathaway's father if you watch that hype ass hathaway movie um you can see hathaway's old man doing some work back in the one-year war he's um, like the longest running gundam character that's just there every single yeah. series practically right Noah, man eternal and you captain. see anyway i mean uh, he showed up in Unicorn. I was, right? I'm surprised he didn't show up in Victory. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the only one he wasn't in. That's a 152. He wasn't in F91 either. But um, yeah, that's like way later though. So yeah, that's 123. Once you get to that late, let's assume stuff. he was dead by then. Um, and you know the story is, or kinda, he finally got to fucking retire. <laughs> and you know, a lot of the story is about kids going to war because all the parents are dead. It's clearly influenced by like what happened in World War II in Japan, where like you know all the parents are now dead. Yeah. And they're just, you know, there's just kids going to war. And it's just, you know, for a 1979, 1980 um, show, show meant to kids. sell toys, of all things. It's like gritty. It gets gritty and it gets interesting because it's, gets real. it deals with a lot of that shit. It deals with, you know, later on in the series, you know, they comment on the fact that Xeon has no trained pilots anymore. It's just like children. They stuff out. You know, floating in space in a mobile suit, just yeah. getting killed from, you know, a hundred miles away. Someone shoots a fucking mega particle cannon at you and you're toast. Cannon fodder. Right. So it's an interesting show. It also deals with the issue of new types, quote unquote, psychics. Um, you know, and it, it plays this interesting game with uh, it's the whole space evolution thing. Yeah. We're like they're really supposed to evolve, be an evolved form of human that can understand people better and all that stuff. But it also makes them a little bit of with a little bit of precognition and they can sense like bloodlust and that kind of stuff. So it makes them excellent pilots, 
which means they just get exploited to yeah. be weapons of war. They deal with that a lot more when you get into Zeta, Double Zeta, and that kind of stuff. Um, it's a cool idea that, like, once we lived in space long enough, we would evolve. It yeah, it's a cool sense, idea. You know what I mean? And, and, and the actual social implications of that and how it would happen and how they'd be treated and it's surprisingly adult. Let me, you know, I'll they just do a good job way. of flushing it out. Yeah, it's good. So the original series, like I said, thirty nine episodes. I That's mean, why it wasn't popular at first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, got it wasn't what people expected. It hasn't. It has a real ending. Don't you know? It, it just it got canceled a little early, so they they cut out some of the fluff. And you know, I, I will say, if you're not really into old older anime, just buy the movie trilogy or or stream it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I think it is. Probably watch the movie trilogy. You guys can hammer out some movies. It's not it, that bad. Yeah, it, it condenses it down, um, and there's a lot of new animation, especially in the third movie. And they're super squeaky clean. Like, they really cleaned well, them up nice. New, quote-unquote new animation. But by new, I mean, you know, it, it's animation done in the early 80s, but it was done with a higher budget because it wasn't just, you know, slapdash in the series yeah. where they're doing a bunch of episodes. And there are a couple episodes of the series that look really bad. We won't talk about Doan's Island. Not Transformers bad, um, but pretty bad. Uh, Doan's Island comes close, but yeah. Right, not, <laughs> right. as bad. not as bad as I went episode of Macross, which has some of the coolest stuff in it, but <laughs> I know has some of the worst animation. I hate that they shit on that episode so hard because it's like one of the best ones. Free tie with a pipe beating a Veritech. <laughs> a Veritech. God, that's Robotech. Um, beating a Valkyrie like is, you know. You've been corrupted. Yeah, I have been corrupted. Uh, oh, and fucking what's-his-face sneaking around. Wasn't that the trench coat episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's gold. Sneaking around. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah, original Gundam. You know, I, I, I've gushed about it for a while now. Uh, I like it. What do you? What are your general thoughts on original Gundam and in, in the movies? And maybe if you have any other thoughts on origin, uh, probably best villains in almost any anime ever or any anime franchise, and especially the any villain, franchise period because they do not fucking play, especially the Switch. <clears throat> Yes. Because the zombies are just pieces of shit. Yes. Like, it's a very good, like... God, it's like such... Except for Dozel. Yeah. <laughs> Dozel's boss. But um, it's just excellent political drama. You know what I mean? It's written really well. Yes. It's like, from that point of view, like, I really like it. And, like, they don't fuck around. Like, you know, people throw around the word, like, Nazi all the time. But they were, like, you know, legitimate space Nazis. They're space Nazis. I mean... In order to fuck not over... Not in a racial supremacy kind of way, in a... Just pure People in space evil. are superior, right? Yeah, and just, like, pure evil, like, we don't care about anybody on Earth. Essentially... But the, not all the rank-and-file soldiers were that way. They did a good job with that. <laughs> no, but, I mean, they're so evil, they gassed one of their own colonies and hurled it at the Earth. Like, killing billions of people. Like, they, they killed an entire one of their own colonies. Like, their well, citizens. It wasn't a side three colony. I don't think it was a... No, that was one of their colonies. Was it? I thought it was I thought it was one of the either neutral colonies or... Oh, it might have been a neutral colony. Ones. Regardless, either they, way. They gassed... I mean, space noids are fucking space noids. Space noids. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, just so they could hurl it at the Earth and yep. fucking, like, kill billions of people. That is some evil shit. Like, I like how it doesn't play. It's super fucking gritty. And by the way, that's not really much of a spoiler, because literally in the opening animation for it, they show you, <laughs> yeah, the, colony you see the colony dropping, dropping. On, the, on the earth. Yeah, so. that's why I mentioned it, because yeah. it's like, it's a known thing. They, they, they get into it right away. There's not a lot of spoilers in Gundam. It kind of goes how you think it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things you could spoil, but yeah, it's, 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 I love it. And you know, I say this all the time, but like, I always say this about like 70 super robot shows, but like. 
Gundam is also another like absolute cornerstone of fucking modern anime. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's like the whole real robot genre yes. that led to like you know fucking it, everything else. You know, it's a I lot mean? of Tomino stuff, man. A lot of the super. It's Uncle Go, Going to Guy, and Tomino stuff. You got to watch it because it is. It's the backbone of so much stuff that blew up. You'll like, see it the minute you watch any of this stuff. You're like, oh, that's like Evangelion where all my, is all my fucking favorite is shows came. Basically, from. Idion plus some other super robot shows, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a little bit of Gundam in there, just a little, right? Like Shinji is a little bit of Amarore. Oh, definitely. Um, but then, like, how Amarore much? is way less. You, of a bitch. And then you have a whole like, you know, genre of shit that's just basically aping Evangelion, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So I mean, you know. So it's good stuff. Uh, I will say. To properly appreciate anime, you kind of have to see at least enough of this old stuff to like understand where everything comes yes. from. That's all I'm saying. Um, Origin two, Origin's interesting because it's it's a lot newer. For one, it's like 2015 oh, or like, 2012. To yeah, I mean it's brand new it's in the new. context of shit we're talking. It's very about. pretty. Um, uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, animated. Again, I would I would not watch it until you've watched. Like if you really like UC, I wouldn't really suggest watching it until you've watched like at least up to Char's Counterattack. Yeah, like get through Shars Counterattack, then go back and watch. I think it has better impact that way. Um, but you can yeah, watch it first if you want to do chronological. I just don't. I don't think that you can get as much out nah, of it. Nah, it just wouldn't be as entertaining because you have to have like you have to go through Double Zeta and like you know have like Shar and the other team and all that. Or shit. Zeta Gundam, yeah, where Shars like oh not Double Zeta, regular Zeta. Yeah. Sorry. You know, and like watch him switch sides, and then you go back to like you know origins. Like Jesus. Well, then you Christ. watch Shars Counterattack. You know and you all go, the shit he did before that. It's like, Hoo-wee. why is he doing this? So I guess that is a minor spoiler. Shar, like Shars, never. I don't believe Shars dead even after he's dead. Dead. He's, nah, Shars nah, never nah, dead. Nah. Shars never dead. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It, it's a good thirteen. <laughs> what were you saying last week about um, Tamino retiring? Oh yeah, yeah. Like Amaro, <laughs> Amaro and Shaw are not dead. <laughs> yeah, they'll be mysteriously back. Um, minor spoilers, but uh, you know. <laughs> so the only thing keeping them dead is Yoshiku, <laughs> Yoshiki yeah. Tamina. So the end of this show, and the good thing too is, you know, minor spoiler: Gundam is not a depressing show at the end. Oh no, it has a great ending. It's got a great ending. It ties everything. Pretty much up. every series has a good ending. It could stand not on its so own. Many bummers. Yeah. It could completely stand on its own. It could not have any sequels and still be one good tight story. Oh, definitely. But the sequels are actually good because they jump forward and they use new characters and new cast and weaved in the old. We'll get into that because we'll start getting into the OVAs next week. Then we'll start getting into Zeta and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, understand too. Like if you watch the movies and you like it you got a whole universe of cool shit to watch that if you haven't seen any of it, my God. Like, and it's like bigger than Star Wars. Like, you know, oh, with way, side way stories, more they just keep making new stuff. All I mean, there's new stuff and in, like the current year. Some of it's better than others, but ain't a single bit of it that's fucking woke. Oh, no shit. It's all 100% solid. Good classic there's storytelling. There's actually care put into it. You know, people they gave, gave a, a shit. shit. In some cases, they gave a little bit less of a shit, but they gave a shit. Yeah, I mean, you always get those episodes where it's like a 52-episode series. Yeah, any long series is going to have a couple stinkers, but... But, overall, like, you know... Yeah, I can't... It's a beloved franchise that, like, you know, they take care to not fucking shit up. All right, so I I think we've rambled rambled quite enough about Gundam. Do you have any last words? Besides... Watch, just watch the movies. Just watch the movies, man, like... Then if you like it, watch the series. It's an evening. What did they like? It was like three hours. No, the movies are oh, like no, two, they're, they're two and a half long. a piece. Yeah, they're two and a half a piece. So eh, stretch it out. Yeah. Grab a beer. You know. It's a weekend. Have your friends over. Make a thing out. Have of a it. watch party. I don't know. 
Check it out. All right, so moving on to Gundam. On to Gundam? On from Gundam. Since we moved on to Gundam. Uh, let's have a little discussion here before we get into our Die Buster review. Um, let's have a little discussion here about the... Uh, why is it that the American comic book industry doesn't even remotely try... I mean, maybe they are a little bit, but doesn't really remotely try to copy what manga's doing to be successful. And I'm not talking about even necessarily, you know, hiring competent writers. And we already talked about doing surveys and that kind of thing. You know, that would be like step number one. But just the business model in general, like the kind of, maybe it's a, this is a follow-on to the meritocracy conversation where, you know, why, why wouldn't they want to put out products every month that are more anthology-like, which I, they do that a little bit more now, and then use that to gauge what people like, what people don't like, and then make all your real money, make some money off of that on your monthly magazine or magazines, right? Because you can do it by genre or something, right? Yep. And then make a lot of your money on graphic novels, which they already do make a lot of money on graphic novels, right? That usually pulls them out of the red. Yes, um, absolutely. So again, a more manga business model like yeah okay if you're in the u.s you go to barnes noble you're just buying the volumes it's just like you know if you went to barnes noble you're only going to buy graphic novels you're not going to buy individual issues of a comic nobody buys floppies except me yeah so why i mean some people still do but not many because access bullshit i'm about a floppy in years <laughs> a lot of people used to a lot of people don't i mean i have they're garbage fucking boxes and boxes of them but, but that's a right you know that's a writing and a, and a talent problem right and uh it's a lot of different things why? Why? Why don't they? Why do they not even try that? Do you want my quick model? answer? Yeah, sure. I think DC and Marvel are trying to get rid of comics. I think they want to just make movie bucks, and that's it. Well, yeah, but I think they want it all digital, basically. But yeah, but that's like, well, you could do that with this, right? But that's a little overly simplistic, I think, just because that's yeah, why it's my quick answer. No, but I think you're right that the the overlords of Disney or Disney. It is Disney, but Marvel and DC want to do that. They want to divest the publishing. But the people who are, I'm talking about the people in the actual publishing arm. Like, why don't you try any of these things? Because you're sinking. Like, you're burning. Your house is on fire. I've been asking myself that for fucking years. And I'm glad you brought up the digital model because you're 100% right that that would be part of it, right? Like, I've been hearing scuttlebutt about that for years that they just want to like get rid of like paper publishing. But I mean, do a, do a digital distribution. Yeah, you, you can, can have like paper a cool, publishing, but like, you know. leave the paper publishing for the collected editions that are basically the volumes of a manga, right? Wow, that's a good idea. You just saved the industry. Yeah, well, and then... No, I mean, seriously, like, you know, you just have your month, your like weekly or monthly digitals, right? Yeah. As if it was a Shonen Jump or whatever. And you could, That'd be fucking great. Yeah, I'd subscribe and, and, to that. You, and you could do... You could subscribe to it, right? And then you just buy your paper volumes like, And later, you could do it you know? just like a lot of manga does it where, yeah, if you read it weekly or monthly or whatever, it's not... They make changes between the original... And the and the paper publishing, right? Yeah, and not changes as in like vastly changing anything, but like they clean it up, they make it prettier, they might do whatever. Oh yeah, because you see the difference sometimes between like I see stuff that was in Shonen Jump that was like mad scribbly and shitty, and then like in the actual volume, it'll it's look cleaned like way up, nicer. Yeah, right. So you could do that too, right? So that could allow you to get stuff out there quicker. And gauge what's good and what's not, because the story is what's going to pull people in, and people are going to care less about the 
how awesome the artwork is. Not that it doesn't have to be good, it does, but they're gonna care less about how super amazing the artwork is on a digital platform. And then when it comes out in the paper version, well, you're gonna get new fans anyway, and then they'll care about it, but you've cleaned it up. God, if there was like a shonen jump style, like digital subscription for like American comics, like I would be like super into that. Yeah, stop trying to sell me each digital comic for like five bucks. And you wouldn't even have to do like a whole floppy. What's a floppy like, you know, 28 pages or 20, I think before ads, it's 22, 24, 27. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to do, do half of that once a week. You know what I mean? Like, oh, or yeah. just give me a quarter of it, you know, like, or just do it. You could even do it monthly. And just do that monthly. Just give me like 20 pages a month. Yeah. No, but I mean, you could cut it up into quarters and then just like once a week instead of getting a floppy every month. You know what I mean? You could, but you don't want it to get too comic strippy where people don't care. It's true. You, you could still have a weekly release schedule, but just have different t- different yeah, true. pieces like, of it drop weekly. 22 pages is not a lot of meat for a story. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of your bare minimum monthly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, regardless... Why don't why don't they try it? I don't know. You know why don't you do it? Why is that bad? I copyright this idea. If you all do it, and you make a lot of money. Ah, they're not going to make. They're incompetent. They clearly don't care. They're not going to make a dime. Reason. That's why I say they're just going to like ax the whole thing. The problem is that like, the the actual publishing companies like DC and Marvel are just they've hollowed themselves out. Like they've made an environment so toxic that the only people that stay there are. People either no, incompetent, no choice. Yeah, either incompetent or lazy, or too busy just spouting off on Twitter all day to actually do anything of value. And the people that run it are crippled because they can't fire anybody. They can't do anything. Well, yeah. God forbid you fired someone who has you know three, four, five, six check boxes on the intersectional bingo card. Yeah. Right. You, so you're you kind of fucked. You can't get rid of them even if they are woefully incompetent. Yeah. Like I mean, meritocracy is dead, so it's kind of. Yeah. But there's well, so many coming back there's so many interesting business models you could use though. Now yeah. that you think about it, like, and this is just shit off the top of the head, right? Like, there's there's what better ways to do that, right? Like, I'm not. You need a guy like Perch or somebody who, you know, really understands the industry who could probably oh, yeah, break definitely. down like the ways you could actually do this and make a lot of money. Uh, but there's got to be a way to do it, right? But and, I mean, and maybe would... Substack's going to be that. You know, that feels like that whole Substack thing, which is still kind of nebulous. What that's going to look like? Maybe that's what they're going for. Because that would make more sense for a platform like that. I can't picture how that's going to work. Well, my problem you is... just subscribe to the guy. Yeah, that's the, the problem. It doesn't really promote meritocracy, because if you're subscribing to the person, it's more like a Patreon, right? Like, yeah, what you like, want to be able to do is subscribe to... I don't know if I like that model, really. You want to subscribe to, like, the company that does a bunch of different stuff, and then be able to weed through it, and then they can see what's getting viewed and what's not getting viewed, and then see what sells once they put collected editions out and then be able to make decisions based on that. Yeah. Right. Higher on merit, retain on sales. Absolutely. Shocking concept. I know. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. The Substack thing is like, it basically just took the five or, you know, like the half dozen like competent people that were left in the American comic industry, like out. Uh, so now guys are saying it's a life raft. Yeah, now it's just a collapse. But I don't know that I don't feel like like I'm not gonna go like hit Mark Miller's Substack up. Like I don't really care that much. Mark, like, I don't know if Mark Miller's on there, but I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, he was one of the last ones to bounce. Okay, I didn't know he was on. I, well, regardless, I'm not gonna go James Mark Miller, or Scott or whatever. Miller, whatever. 
I'm not I'm not signing up for anybody's Substack as far as I know. Instead of an e. uh, yeah, I just it's not an interesting format to me. I don't really care. Like I'd rather just like, you know, get stuff. Done, yeah, the whatever. the guys who I would actually be interested enough to do that for are not doing that. They're doing crowdfunding. Yeah. Right. Like if, you know, like a Dan Fraga went and did that, like I love that guy's fucking art, man. Like I I would sign up for that, but instead I'll just buy his book on, you know, Indiegogo. Right? The thing is like guys like us with disposable income We'll pay the extra money for shit. You know what I mean? Like a $25 graphic novel or like a $50 hardcover or whatever. Yeah. But like if you want to get it popular again, yeah, you have to make it cheap. You got to make it cheap. And that's why I like the digital subscription thing is great. And if you did it cheap, five bucks a month, right? Like, okay, great. Now like kids can get it, right? And they that's can what just, I mean. Because they're going to get a whole bunch of different stuff, right? Like you're going to get... Way more content than you get from anybody else. Absolutely. Unless you're signed up for, like, classic Marvel stuff or whatever digitally. Because some of that is a good deal. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you don't want back catalog stuff and you want the new stuff, and, and you have new releases, so then you, you got to have those new releases, right? So they're dropping so people are talking about it. You want kids talking about it. You want Not to, buzz about something. Yeah, talking to each other. Like, I remember being in school, man. You'd be talking about, like, X-Men and... Like, oh, fuck Yeah. Spider-Man, X-Factor, son. Yeah. Does the biggest shit Spawn ever. came out, and it was huge. The biggest shit ever. Savage Dragon, like, all the image stuff blew up. Oh, yeah. When we were kids, you yep, know? absolutely. And Dark Horse, Hellboy, like, there was buzz. There's no more buzz. It's fucking dead. It's oh, not flat-lined. a goddamn thing, yeah. Right? All the buzz now is My Hero Academia, or Jujutsu Kaisen, or Demon Slayer, or Chainsaw Man, or, you know, uh kaiju number eight like it's funny that you need gateways to get people back because yeah. it's like dragon ball z fucking naruto that was like everybody's you know like not my generation but you know like the newer generations dragon like, ball z was was on our kind generation. of yeah yeah more naruto was later a little <laughs> later um because dragon balls dragon ball z was like when i was just out of high school right that's what i mean like, that's when i was that's when i started watching it and it was this you know weird thing that was on sabin sabin whatever had it on at like you know six in the morning it was just this weird oh yeah thing like to watch. wasn't even a channel anyone gets anymore but yeah anyway um we get a little off topic there so i, I don't know I, I just this is something we'll probably talk about every now and again there's a lot of good channels out there like it perch is probably one of the better ones oh um, yeah for like industry shit yeah like, just talking yeah. about the comics industry yeah, it's just like it it's seems just a like weird there's thing to watch. It, it seems like there's like easy ways to fix it, and they're just not. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. I feel like they're just crippled. Well, like, and you know, this business model doesn't work if you don't have good writers, right? And you and you're not interested in hiring on merit and retaining on sales. If well, you're I mean, only interested in the you know intersectional bingo, you are not. This isn't going to work. That is the root of the problem. But yeah, you, know, you could probably float it with like just a better. Sales I'm just trying to pitch. think of all. It's like they're not even trying to sell shit anymore. I'm just trying to think of alternatives to just crowdfunding, right? Not that crowdfunding's bad. I think that's essential. But it's a different model and it's not it's not always ideal, right? Like You're oh, not okay. gonna hook like new people with it. No. Like I go on there for like old well, guys, like fucking uh uh You'll hook new people, but you'll hook new people as in people that already appreciate comics. You're not gonna get kids. That's what I mean. Part. Like, you know. I go down there for guys who drew comics in the 90s. Well, because what kid, kid like, is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go back this. When's it deliver? 2023. Like, <laughs> When's it deliver? In 100 years. I've gotten to the point where I just I just back something on Indiegogo. And forget about it. And I just, exactly. And then what comes in, it's an amazing Put it surprise. out of my mind. And then I'll get a thing on, you know, Shopify. It'll be like, stamps.com package or Indiegogo package. I'm like, 
I have no idea what this is. I'm going to be pleasantly surprised when it shows up on my doorstep. Yep. I don't much. even pay attention because, you know, there's so many projects and, you know, there's 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, 50 bucks there. You know, I'm old. I can afford it now. And I, I've liked, I've at least appreciated the vast bulk of stuff I've got. Even if it's not my favorite thing, I've never regretted a purchase where I've said, this is such garbage. I wish I didn't own it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, never. But it's always at least there's something interesting about it. So. Anyway, yeah, if you want to breathe life back into that dead industry, you're going to have to like make it accessible to children. Well, and don't reinvent the wheel. Look to what Japan's doing and do something similar. Right? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to like straight copy it. But I mean, all you, know, their- you shouldn't probably because culturally it's different. Like a, selling a magazine every month may not work. You may a digital model may be better. Not that Japan doesn't do that now because they do, but I think that's perfect. Just like it's like the digital sampler. Yep. I would love that. Just like new shit every week that I can check out. Like, Absolutely. I, or new chapters. Of I just stuff. love new stuff like yeah. all the time. Like that'd be great. It would be great. Anyway. Yeah. We're killing too much time on this. Yeah. We got to get down that die. Buster, good topic. Son. That's right. We do. So uh, let's talk a little bit about ye old timey die buster way back from the days of 2003. <laughs> God, I'd only watched it then. It was like mind blowing to watch it again. There was a lot of stuff I forgot about. So let me let me Hell frame yeah. it a little bit. So we talked about Gunbuster last week. Right. So ladies, if you didn't listen to it, go back and watch it. Yeah, please do. So or listen l- to it. Ladies over here, or just go watch Gunbuster. Go watch it immediately because it's awesome. Ignore us. Just go watch Gunbuster. Um, yeah. Well, come back and listen to us afterwards. But watch Gunbuster first. So it, it takes place. So Die Buster takes place. And you find this out near the end, but it takes place, you know, thousands of years. Almost 10,000 years. Yeah, it's, ten, it's thousands of years after Gunbuster, right? It's way in the future. Um, and the, the thing that gets a lot of people is the style is completely different. It is so jarring. It and is, I can see, I can, like, as soon as I watched the first episode, like, I 100% see why there was such a backlash to this, like, you know, back when it came out. Because, like, goddamn, it's weird. It's, yeah, it goes from traditional... You know, super robot, 80s, OVA, really awesome mechanical animation to basically fully cooly. Yeah, it's like it's like the height of Gynax, like or like modern trigger. Same it's like a lot of the same people. Yeah, like it's a lot of the same hyper stylized, like super cartoony. Very stylized. Like you could definitely see like if you've watched any of the more recent trigger stuff, you'll look at it and go, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, like, like you can see it. You exactly can see where it all came, came from. from. Yeah. yeah. Um it's not directed by Anno, so no, yeah, obviously. Understand. It does tie into the original, which is good. It, it it is a continuation of the story, but again, completely different characters. Yep. Um, you know, in this case, you got a ditzy eighteen-year-old who's a whole different thing. I won't I won't spoil that, but you know, the main character is. I don't know if we can spoil it without. Yeah. I don't even know if we can talk about it without spoiling. We, we it. could talk about it without spoiling it. So she's a robot. That's not that's not much of a spoiler. Turns out she's a robot and she's an old robot and she's been around, right? And then she's, oh, she's been around. She she may also be a uh, a long lost Buster machine. You know, maybe. Um. So maybe not. exactly what form that takes or how that works out. Hey, watch watch freaking Die Buster if you're interested. So she really wants to be a space pilot. The space pilots now, instead of just being like, you know, people that they're training up are the topless. Right? I don't know why they have that name. That's the name they have. They know what they're doing, though, because they make jokes about it later. They so. make a lot of jokes about being topless. Um, And there's a lot of fan service in this, too. So there's a lot of toplessness going on in general. So, you know, she meets up with um, Lalk, 
the uh, the main character, the other main character, I should say. And she does the narration, so she's probably technically the main character, but it's no, no, is the the robot girl, and it's hard to figure out. She doesn't look like a robot, you know what I mean? She looks just like she looks a, like a random, like chick. a normal, yeah, a normal girl. It's just you know, by the second episode, like, oh yeah, you're a robot, and they kind of figure it out because she's in space at one point, just walking around, and is perfectly fine, yeah, and not dead. She kind of gets stuck to the side of a. Like a giant space monster, a space kaiju. that launches so, back into space. Yeah, so the topless they have and this little thing up. on their head that you know when they pull it off, it unleashes their like psychic powers, and you know they have a lot of energy, basically the kind of degeneracy energy that they had from Gunbuster. Um, it's very yeah. similar, like the stuff that they would generate, but it's a future kind of like 40k where like the the technology has backslid. Yeah, and- like a lot of like none of the original Guster. Ah, Guster. Buster, Buster machine technology. They can like reproduce. They don't know how any of that shit works. Like. Yeah, and they don't. They've been trapped in the solar system. Like in the original series, they warped and stuff. That warp technology is not around. No. And they, you know, they've been trapped in the solar uh, system the Buster, forever. Like the new Buster machines can do it. Because like Dee Snoof just pops out of like you know. Yeah, but that's well, but that's the topless power, right? But so, is warping. So the topless, yeah, 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 but the topless. So my point is, the topless have the powers that used to do the stuff that technology used to do. Yes. That's my point. Exactly. Right? So things like warping and other things that they used to be able to do as part of technology, now the topless kind of the only ones that can do that. So they're the ones protecting the solar system from the space kaiju, the bugs from the original. Now, it turns out the bugs they're protecting them from aren't exactly the bugs from the original. I won't spoil exactly how they're different. They explain it at the end. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it, That's it's a kind little of different. Kind of the whole point of the thing. So, I don't and once they, that. yeah, once they do have to deal with some of the bugs from the original, it's like, oh god, these things are horrific and so much worse. Um, <laughs> that is one of like the best. I'll get to, well, I'll get to it now, but um, like it's very wacky and like fooly cooly at the beginning, yes. and it's kind of irritating because it's like the thing that made the original show good, in my opinion, was just like it's super like there was just like this fucking doom hanging over your head it was just yes, this the absolute time. like existent not even existential terror like an actual like legit terror oh, existential like, terror yeah, yeah like these you know fucking bug monsters were coming for you there was nothing you could do and you were just throwing they were gonna eat your whole solar system and the earth or everything yeah they were else. just throwing shit at the wall to try to stop them and like you know it was like really tense it had a really tense feel to it and that's why you know i think that's why i liked it and this gets there in the second That's half. That's what I'm saying. Like, in the yeah. first half, it's very wacky and dumb. And it's just like, I mean, not dumb, but like, you know, they have to set it up. And, but then, like, you get to the second half and it really, like, flips the switch to that, like, you know, like when they realize that, like, the monsters they're fighting aren't the legit bugs from back then. They're just like, holy shit, we're fucked. And then it gets real. Yeah, they could they could have really used just regular Gunbuster. It could have done some work. It's um, episode four. It's just like the it's structured it's, it's, almost the structure exactly. structure is very yeah. similar. Because, like, in original Gunbuster, episode four is when shit pops. Like, it goes hard. And then the same one in this, like, you know, when No-No comes back and she's just like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, do stuff now. Like, yep. So it's you know there's this there's this whole story about and you know we we're not talking too much about the plot because again it's it spoils a bit too much so we'll, we'll and there's avoid like some a, of that. there's good mystery and stuff I don't the, really yeah know, exactly so like you know there's this whole thing where you know no no looks 
looks up to Locke as like her big sister. Right, yeah. she really wants her to be her big sister. Locke doesn't really any part of that. You know, she's very immature because she's young. You know, because the topless lose their powers once they get up to like you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They lose yeah. their damn powers. So, um, you know, there's that hanging over their heads too, and that becomes a plot element on a couple of them where you know they you, know, you can lose your powers, and ones that lose their powers may get ships, uh, be ship captains or whatever else. Yeah, you know? I mean, you can join the army. They get job, jobs like... in the military. But it's like you're never going to do any. It's like soldiers who come back from combat and they're just like, you know, bored because. Like, yeah, they need know, something to do. They just miss that adrenaline and, the, and shit. You know, the designs are really, really wacky. Some wacky mecha designs, wacky oh, ship man. designs. I have so many feelings about those mecha designs. Like, Snoof is like a cool design, but it's just so not Gunbuster. And it's like. Yeah, it's got uh, elements of it, but the not The cape enough. thing is not my thing. It's like, very Gurren Lagan. You know what I like? It's very proto Gurren Lagan. It is very proto Gurren Lagan. Like, I'm sure that's where they... Well, I mean, same yeah. studio, but... Um, I liked the fucking Final Form D-Snoof. Like, so much better, because <laughs> he was buff. like a crazy giant Pyramon thing yeah. guy. I don't know. It was fucking cool, though. Yeah, there's a lot of cool Some moments. of the other ones are cooler, though. Like, you know how those, like... In the middle, there's like a zillion pilots. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of... And they don't even show them that much, but there's some like really cool designs. They did fan there. contests for a lot of those, actually. They yeah, they come from cool. fan art. I like and them. you could tell because it's just vastly strange designs. So they have all these buster machines that the different topless pilot, and a lot of them are just side characters or people you don't even you know really talk to or see. Um, and they have all these crazy machines, like and all these weird they're stuff. They're so much amazingly suckier than an actual Gumbuster. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, if they just had the Gumbuster... They they could have probably dealt with this whole thing very easily, but they don't. So but as you know, the gunbuster is like, how does that even work? Like, the whole speed of light thing. Yeah. Like, are they just, like, are they just up there doing it? Like, what do you mean? Like, are they just waiting for them to come back? Just, I don't even think they really realized until the end. And here's the thing: you can't think about it too hard because it doesn't make a lot. Danny Gunbuster does not make a lot of sense. Okay, we're going to go backwards a little bit. Danny Gunbuster doesn't make a lot of sense because if you were going that close to the speed of light for that long, that it took 10,000 years to come home, how the hell? It must have taken a while. Even going close to the speed of light, it takes a long time to come from galactic core to the Earth. A yeah. long, so years been, and years and years and years. It must have been floating back for a long time. So that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Like, without warp drive, I think the assumption is they did warp, yeah. And then they just did the rest at the speed of light and it just took forever. Yes. To get back. Right. Um so I yeah, I don't we won't get into that. Um I'm sure someone's broken it down at some point because there's a lot of nerds on the science of gunbuster. Oh yeah. Um way harder than I ever did it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting characters in this. Like you said, there's a lot of mystery going on. You had like the the twin sisters that are sinister. Oh yeah, like all the weird shit. And, like, I don't even know they're... if they're sisters, they're kinda non binary to tell you the truth. In the uh -oh. truest sense of the word. Yeah, right. Yeah, they are whatever they are. Very freaky. Anime was doing that before it was cool. Oh, yeah. Japan's been doing that before. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, they got to, like... They're, like, eating weird shit to try to not, like... To, like, try to stave off getting too old to pilot. Yeah. And there's, like, this whole side thing where they're digging up old Gunbuster units. Or not yeah. Gunbuster units, but Buster unit like, uh, machines and shit. From, like, shit that happened, like... Thousands of years ago. You know, 5,000 right? years ago. Like, well, you know, it's all well between when, like, Noriko and whoever. What the fuck was her name? Oh, Ka... Not Kasumi. 
I can't remember. I cannot remember her name. But anyway, before they went out and did their thing, there's like that, you know, 10,000 year gap. So it was like, you know, there's all these like wars and shit they refer to that happened in the interim. And, you know. Yeah, they've been they've been having to deal with the bug monsters for a while. So they're what they think are the real bug monsters. They're not. So that's and that was good, too, because it wasn't like all the stuff that went on original Gunbuster was for nothing. Hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't no, like, like that's what everybody. That's the easy about thing to do because like the first three episodes, you don't see like feel the tie-ins at all. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like they're doing anything. And then you just be like, but then episode four, you're like, bam! They start explaining shit. Yeah, they don't they don't make all the hard work done in Gunbuster pointless, which is good. And it has like a proper amount, like from episode four on, it has enough like manly like blood guts. Oh, yeah. Hard work and guts is definitely a theme still. Oh, super hard. And, you know, that gets to my... Here's here's what I could say about it. It's got a lot of fucking heart. It really does, in the truest sense of the word. Oh, no, it makes up for it, yeah. Like... It has all the heart that the original one did, like... It does, and, you know, it's still, it still has a great message, and, it, you know... Well, I mean, at it's... At her core, like, Nono is trying to emulate Noriko. Yes. Like, throughout the whole thing. So, like, you know, that's, like, her whole thing is everything Noriko was about. Like, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, do you have any uh, more thoughts? Any any ups, downs? I mean. This, this- was a hard one because I 100% understand why people didn't like it at first. But yeah. I would advise everyone to give it a chance because it really does, like pull out like a lot of the core themes of the original it does and you know it's in a roundabout way ah oh, the style is like weird the animation is very stylish but it's very pretty that the only th- there's some cg that's a little dodgy it's I, really good for 2003 but it's a little dodgy it's not that bad and i feel like if you're way younger than us you're gonna like it way better than and original it's more, buster because it's way more accessible it's like, more limited in use with the weird animation but yeah but i don't know i liked it uh, it also doesn't have an, a last episode that has you know, manga drawings and black and white. Yep. No crayons, no stick figures, no manga panels, no nothing. They actually gave them, you know, a proper budget. Yeah. And they used it. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, for 03, that's some pretty fucking good animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The animation itself is very pretty. I liked it. Um, yeah, I, it's good. I like it. You know, I like I, Nono's a great character. Yeah. Lalk, after- Lalk turns out to be an interesting character, too. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those characters that, like, you know, and there's a lot of back and forth, too. Like, they're not yep. always, like, you know, just good or just bad or just whatever. You know, they, like, they have to go through their arc, man. Yeah, it's I mean, like there's no writing. real defined villain, you know, so that's, you could say it suffers a little bit from that, but I don't I, I don't think everything it. that's fighting bug monsters suffers because there's no real, like, you know, it's like, there's no, like. Huge... Yeah, the original is more like a disaster movie. Yes, and it but... has a yeah, it kind of holds to that, really, now that I think about it. Yeah. You know, it's just like trying to... And this is a little less because there is a, there is kind of a primary, quote-unquote, villain in the last couple episodes. Yeah, there is. Not a human one, but... Plus, all the people are really stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of Zim going on in this. Yes. Like, just because, like, the original battle with, like, Noriko and everything kind of took... They, like, beat back the, like, huge armada. Like, they yeah. got rid of, like, the initial threat. So it's just, like, kind of, like, small stuff leaking through. Like, they haven't, like, none of these people have seen, like, real 
like bug monster terror and i mean they think they have but they haven't in like you know thousands of years so like when you know they just make poor decisions and they're not so smart yeah but that's exactly how people would get after you know yeah the writing is actually pretty well no it's like people react really good it's very good so anyway any last thoughts nah i mean 100 percent watch it besides you know try to keep a tear out of your eye when you're watching that last little bit if you're seeing gunbuster as well oh god yes it's a tearjerker, man. But Good anyway, stuff. 100%. Take two days off from work. Three days off from work. Watch Gone Buster, and then watch Die Buster. No, no, no. Watch the Gunner Movie Trilogy, then watch <laughs> Gone Buster, then watch Die Buster. And if you got time, watch those two Eon movies, too. Yeah, like, do yourself a favor and watch those Idiot movies. <laughs> Especially now that they finally finished Evangelion. Yes. Because it's like... And then sh- watch all that Evangelion, those four, those four too. And if you really got time to squeeze in, watch Rosalind. And then you really have, like, the the biggest picture you can have in the shortest amount of time of... where, Like, where anime came <laughs> from and where it's where, going. Yeah, where all the mecha anime is. Anyway, that's about it. So remember, kids, the less friends you have... Less motherfuckers are going to owe you money. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining.